It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter those that do good and do well. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your business with Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Branding is not just for Starbucks. You may think that branding is only for Fortune 500 companies with enormous budgets, not for your small to medium-sized business. Some of you may say, we provide a real service to our customers, We don't sell products. Let me give you another way of looking at branding because it's more than marketing commodities such as chocolate bars, detergents, or even coffee. It's for making sure you are known for what you want to be known for. In other words, it identifies what sets you apart. It differentiates you from your competitors. Even if your product or service is not one of a kind, there is probably a reason why you think your customers should choose you rather than a competitor. Do you give them hope, confidence, or laughter better than others? Or do you quickly simplify a complex process that saves them time? Or do you provide premium customer service like the car repair shop I go to? How can you stand out in the crowded marketplace? So here's a smart moose tip. Be the champion of the brand. Make brand building one of your top priorities. Don't solely delegate it to your marketing department or a public relations firm. Especially in a service business, you and your people are the face and soul of the business. Therefore, always be in the game and on your game. If you're not, it sends a message, perhaps one you don't want. Listeners, do you want to create brand evangelists, employees and customers who are not only love your product or service and go out of their way to tell others how great it works for you and buy from you? Then get our article, Your Brand is Everything and Everything is Your Brand. Contact me at Marcia. M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's program continues on the theme of branding. My guests, 
Dacia Coffee says, quote, branding is not your logo. It is how people perceive, understand, and react to your business. Branding helps people make decisions about you. But when your brand isn't consistent or emotional, it can sabotage both your sales efforts and your leadership efforts. Dacia serves business leaders as a strategist, speaker, and writer. Her company, The Marketing Blender, helps companies achieve next-level growth by aligning the sales cycle with story, psychology, and branding. She loves developing the message and directing, directing the words that connect people to one another and inspire action. She has worked in sales and marketing for over 20 years and is a three-time entrepreneur. Welcome, Dacia. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, giving us um, insights and how to build a brand people can't resist. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine, Marcia. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I know we have a set of questions to, that I'm going to ask you about branding, but and I'm taking you maybe a little bit by surprise, but how did you... Uh, come up with the name, The Marketing Blender. Is there a quick story behind that? <laughs> there is a little bit. Um, so a little bit of controlled chaos and a little bit of purposefulness. Um, you know, you have to understand, um, I love words and how words feel in your mouth and you want something a little more fun. I love what I do, so I didn't want something flat. So Blender was about, you know, when we come together with our clients, you know, we're like taking a little bit of who are they and who are their audience and what's true about you. And, and then you have to add the marketing mix in there. And so it was funny because, you know, along the line, you know, we had someone say to us like, oh, just toss it all in the brain blender. And I kind of went, uh-huh. I think I just found our name. And so it's a play on the marketing mix. And it has a lot to do with my energy and my team's energy, but that's really where Blender came from, yes. And that's a, a wonderful story about how you differentiate yourself from other branding marketing companies, because one, one way is your name, and maybe we'll get into that a bit later. But let's really start talking about branding. Um, why do you think branding is important first and then what makes an amazing brand? You know, I think it goes back to something you said during Marsha's musing, musings where you said, what do you want to be known for? And that mm -hmm. is so key. What I see when you don't have a company really purposefully building their brand and constantly trying to distill their truth into a way to easily communicate it to the market is that they leave it up to chance. And the deal is, is you have a brand, no matter what, even if your website is really shoddy or 10 years old or you don't have a logo, you do have a brand because your brand is how you're being perceived and it's mm -hmm. how people would describe you when you're not in the room. And if you do it purposefully and if you really are willing to take a look in the mirror and say what's true about us and where are we special and why do we bring great value and how do we do it? Then all of a sudden you can mirror back to your audience what they already know to be true and then start to connect with them 
about what's important to them. And all of a sudden, you're on a whole nother playing field versus your competition because now you're starting to get into the heart space and not just the what we do and product specification or service descriptions or scopes of work. You're talking about something that matters and drives people forward, and branding sits there. And, you know, um, when I've had um, probably two dozen entrepreneurs on the show telling their story, and one of the, one of the uh, criteria I, I use in determining is this a, you know, should, should I have this person on the show or not, is what's their story and is there a, an emotional component to it? Yeah. Um, and will it grab people? Um, yes. you know, and so I think, you know, and, and I've just been realizing that about how I make choices about, you know, what entrepreneurs to have on and, 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 um, and so, so, so that storytelling and that story and that differentiation is so important. Um, yeah. It's I mean, so, one of the yeah, things, go, sorry about that. One of the things that, you, you know, when you say emotion, it's so true. So, we're going to talk about services in just a minute, but let's go to some, you know, brands that everybody's really familiar with. Let's right. talk about Neiman, Marcus, and Walmart. Now, mm-hmm. they both have really amazing brands. Do they compete mm-hmm. with one another? Absolutely not. They both sell clothes. They both sell a wide range of things, but in no way, shape, or form would they ever be even compared, I guess, except in this scenario. Yeah. But it's about what emotion they people connect with their name. So Neiman Marcus has prestige, right? Exclusivity. And so they feel special. They feel relaxed. They feel intrigued and excited when they walk into that store or even when they think about a, you know, planning on a trip to go there. Now, Walmart, on the other hand, does still tap into emotion. The emotion is relief, you know, like, oh my gosh, this fits into my budget, or I only have to go one place for this, or this is comfortable. I mean, I know where everything is in Walmart. They're my corner store. So, you know, they're both still very much pushing on emotional triggers, you know, money, prestige, how we see ourselves, identity, what's important to us. But it's emotion. It's how do your customers feel about you, not just what type of story. So when you said, I look for guests that kind of have that emotional reaction in your audience, Uh that's it. Like, there it is. That is like a great definition of branding and why it's important. And so you talked about, you know, two brands distinguishing between uh, Neiman Marcus and Walmart, and both of them have amazing brands, but they... Uh, they create different emotional responses. Um, any other companies that you can think, you know, suggest that have amazing brands? Um, and then, you know, also talk about how do you build an amazing brand? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, it's so easy to go to the consumer market for that. I mean, Apple hands down is probably one of the most recognized mm-hmm. and emotional brands because people get cult-like over their products. And mm-hmm. it's it, people really identify with a belief system when it comes to Apple. And that's one of the important things to understand using different examples is you need to resonate. What makes an amazing brand is how you go about it. Like you were mentioning some things about do you make people feel good? You know, what kind of benefit do you bring? So mm-hmm. what do you do differently? Do you bring humor? Do you bring efficiency? 
what, how do you go about what you do? And then the second is why. Why do you care? What do you believe in? Do you say something that takes a stand and that really makes people react? And powerful brands, you're going to have some haters. You know, I mean, not everybody loves Apple. There's plenty of people that roll their eyes or think it's ridiculous or don't understand it. And, you know, of course, Apple people that just are obsessed with that brand can't possibly fathom. So actually, their brand is divisive. But it's divisive on purpose because the people that get them are drawn so close and are made so, so loyal. And Apple's okay with everybody else that, you know, goes and makes other choices. So that's, of course, a great one. You know, I mean, you mentioned Starbucks. It's why they can charge as much money as they do. And, you know, I mean, they changed the market. But it's because of brand. It's because of being a part of community. And they really strongly take a stand. Um, locally speaking, the container store has an amazing mm-hmm. brand behind the scenes for employment and for leadership and for really creating a different way to do business with integrity. And so they've got this amazing um, leadership brand, not just on their product, but on who they are from an organizational standpoint. So that's another example of where branding is so, so important because it goes, it supersedes sales. So, of course, you need it to help you sell things, but at the end of the day, it can transform your culture. It can attract better and more excited people to you. It can create longer loyalty, internal and external. I mean, it's truly a call to arms when you have an amazing brand. It tells the world the truth about you, and it plants your stake in the ground about what you believe. Wow. (laughs) So that's why branding is so important. And you talked about companies that have amazing brands. Um, How do we build that amazing brand? I know you, you know, you maybe already talked a little bit about that, but, uh, you know, you're a small company. Um, You're not an Apple. You're not a Walmart. You're not whatever. What can small to medium sized companies do to start building that brand? Absolutely. So there's two parts to how to go about building your brand. So the first is that your brand is the truth. It's, you know, yes, you need to determine what you want to be known for, but you also Mm -hmm. need to make sure that that what is true, (laughs) you know, that you are functioning and that you walk the walk. And so it's a lot, it's a deep dive. And that's why having an external person come in and tell you what they see or listen to what you say can be super powerful because, you know, what's normal for you inside of your organization or culture is not normal for any other company on the planet because you go about things in a very specific way based on who you hired and what vision and what your goals are and what your belief system is. And so your normal is not normal. So you've really got to capture what's true. How are you perceived by your market and how do people describe you? And there's lots of different ways. If you're a small company asking your best customers or your biggest supporters, how would you describe me? What words would you use to describe me? Or when you tell people about us, what would you say? Um, you know, where, what, you know, what was the one thing that really stood out to you when we did good work for you? So asking some of those basic questions and listening to the words that they use about you because they're very likely slightly different than how you see things, and that's critical to the second piece is that your brand is about your audience. Like once you put things in place to explain yourself, it's the emotional reaction they have to that explanation 
that makes up a really resonant, long-term, powerful brand. So you need to understand who is your perfect audience. Usually there's two or three. We call them Mm -hmm. buyer personas. And Mm -hmm. so once you get into the psychology of who they are and what they care about and why they connect with you, then you can start taking that information and putting it into, okay, are we energetic? Are we calm? Are we passionate? Are we efficient? Are there better words to use to describe those? And what, you know, how can we explain in our customers' words that we help them and serve them to a whole nother level? So it's combining the truth of your company and matching it to the truth of your buyer. Wow. So um, that says it all. And, and, and the, th- the, the word that comes to, that resonates with me is truth. Um, And maybe we can talk a little bit about that after we take uh, our break. So it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Dacia Coffee, owner of the Marketing Blender, giving insights on branding, how to build a brand that people can't resist. Um, In the next segment, we're going to go into the term that uh, Dacia used, which was the buyer's persona, and she'll talk about that. So you are listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? Accelerated leadership performance and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service and achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G L E N, at InspireNexus.com. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network.
You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Dacia Coffey, owner of The Marketing Blender, giving insights on how to build a brand that people can't resist. Uh, During the first segment, uh, Dacia uh, talked about or actually mentioned uh, a term called buyer persona. So, Dacia, let's, um, let's delve a little deeper into that. Can you give me an example of the type of information that goes into a buyer's persona and why that information would be important? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, great question. So, buyer personas are getting into the details of who your ideal customers are. Now, from experience with working with our clients or even thinking about our own marketing, you know, typically there are two to three key segments of your audience that make up your ideal customers. And um, so using an example from my own playbook, um, because we provide marketing services, my three buyer personas are different people within the same type of company. So sometimes the CEO might be searching for marketing or doing the interviewing, not always, but sometimes. Sometimes it's the head of business development or a sales vice president. Um, this a third person buyer persona that might purchase from me or be the one to reach out to me would be a marketing manager. So while all three of these people might work for the same company, they each make a decision with a different motivation. So Mm -hmm. the CEO has end-all, be-all power, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to look for anybody. He will ask for insight and input from his team, but he's typically directive, and he's asking questions about ROI and budget and timelines and usually, and then goal achievement. How do we know you know, you can help us achieve what we need to achieve. So he's aligned with the long-term vision of the goal. Sales managers or vice presidents are always going to be focused on how this help us sell more, <laughs> how do we get in front of more clients. And so while the CEO cares about that, he's got a more broad vision, whereas a sales VP needs to hit a number. And so his constant bottom line is, can you hit, help my team hit a number by these things? And the marketing manager on the other team, on the other side is usually juggling a lot of requests from inside the company. So they usually wear a lot of different hats. So their decision-making criteria is different because they've got to sell your ideas in. And so it's a much more complicated position that they sit in. And for some marketing managers, it's how do I keep their, their decision-making is how do I keep my CEO happy? Mm-hmm. So, those are three very different perspectives, even though you're selling the same services to the same company. And your marketing needs to be aligned like that. And this is true for all sorts of clients, whether you're selling professional services, whether you're selling, you know, products that are complicated, like cogs and widgets for, you know, and, and manufactured engineering type of products, 
or selling something on the consumer side, which is point of sale. You've got to understand the kind of people that are looking for you and what they need. So giving you a few examples of how you build these buyer personas, you would want to know what kind of hours do they work? Where do they get their information from? How stressed out are they? Um, what are the kinds of constraints that they have? Are they time constraints where they don't have a lot of time to make a decision about you? Are they money constraints where budget and ROI is incredibly important? Um, understanding what your buyer cares about and what they need to be able to make a decision can influence you in your branding so that you know what they care about. So, you know, if they are very family-oriented or if they do their job because they have higher ideals about how business should be, um, if they are really out to make a better mousetrap and be incredibly innovative, if you know this about your customers and that specific attribute is true about you as well, there's the magic. So by knowing your customers better and knowing why they love you or why they will potentially love you, you find alignment that goes into the place where loyalty happens and where um, chemistry, you know, like when you find that perfect client and things go so well and both of your businesses grow. That's the kind of insight you want to put into the branding process, that your message is on point and that people recognize themselves and go, ooh, I just like this company. Like, I get them. I believe that same thing, too. And then you're serving your market better, and they recognize faster that you're their kind of person or company. Well, you know, um, that all makes sense. It really does. And and I try to um, adhere to that. But I know what our listeners are going to say, and I myself well, how do I find out this information? You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, how do I find out about the CEO or the sales VP or the marketing manager? Yes, each of them have a different driver, but where do I get this information? Great, great question. So there's a couple different levels of that. The most expensive level, and so it's dependent, of course, is to do research and focus groups, and you can hire companies. Now, let's take a step back and say, okay, what if I don't have that budget? Well, here's the different places you go to. Your current customers are your best source of information. So doing a survey monkey, something free and that you can just send out, asking them out to coffee and talking to your best customers about what do they care about. And a lot of times we already know our best customers really well. So when you simply segment them into title or job description or whatever important segments are for you, whether it's industry or something like that, when you start to separate them and think about the similarities and start to identify what's similar between these different people, that's what starts to happen is you go, wow, this group talks a lot about their kids all the time. And you start to think, okay, what do they drive? I've been to lunch with them. You know, so they'll tell you a little bit of something about how they view money or how they view how they're perceived, for instance, you know. Um, Also think about how they like to communicate. I have a lot of marketing managers that communicate via text because it's fast and they are time-strapped, right? Mm -hmm, A CEO mm -hmm. would never communicate with me via text unless he turned into a close friend of mine mom. You know, so, but I know they don't have a lot of time either. So they want straightforward, they prefer meetings 
that are at their convenience. A lot of times it's almost always phone or video conference. And then my sales managers typically love to stay in email and they are often on blogs and social media a lot. And so thinking about who you know, and then if you have the opportunity, take, take a you know, take some time and go ask them, how do you like to be communicated with or what, it's like, what is it like to be you? The final piece is if you have a sales team that's client-facing, get your very best salespeople in the room, even if it's like one or two people, and you sit down and have this conversation. Who are our top two or three audiences? How can we segment our market and what's consistent under each of these job titles or each of these buyer personas. And you'll be shocked that there are strong consistencies um, once you really start thinking in this manner about your clients or about your prospects too, because you can include the people that you're currently talking to, even if they haven't engaged with you, you'll see some trends. You know, there's one other way to find out, and I'm thinking about, let, yes, it's great if you already have clients and you're going to do focus groups with them or customers, mm-hmm. but let's say this is brand new. And so, okay. what I, you know, and so what I've tried to do is at least go to their LinkedIn profile, find yes. out all kinds of, you know, where did they go to school, where did they live, where, whatever. And there's certain things that I know I connect with certain kinds of people. For example, um, I've had the opportunity to live and travel internationally. So if I see someone who is from another country or who was in the Peace Corps or was whatever, um, I may bro, I say, I, I will now try to connect with them on that uh, specific information. So can yeah. you talk just real briefly about that you know, how do you get to know someone when you, you, it, when you it, don't know it's them, a, right? When you don't know them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I want to move on to your next question, okay? Social media is totally on point where you, what you just said right there. So, you know, speaking from a startup position, you need a target list. Sit down and think of the top 20 companies or people that you want to work for that you would kill to serve and call a client, right? Mm -hmm. And then exactly what you said, I love LinkedIn. Get on there and just look at their profile. What do they say about themselves? What are they writing about? Do a little bit of research. Like, how do they position themselves on their own website? What kind of companies, you know, what do those companies say about themselves? And then you can kind of extrapolate, okay, well, how would a person within that vision, within that organization see their role knowing that? So I think you're exactly right. Go see what people say about themselves, but you've got to have that target list. You've got to know what you're looking for. So in any good business plan, you better have a good idea of who's my perfect client. Don't ever say, oh, we're great for everybody. That is the marketing kiss of death. Yes, I know that. I, I've I've always struggled with focus, 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 Marsha. Yes, <laughs> yes, Hard yes. To do. <laughs> I know. Um, so I can understand how buyers' personas are great for knowing your customers and even in messaging. But isn't branding supposed to be about your company, who you are as an organization? Yeah. Great, great question. And I, it's, I mean, it's so to the heart of this. Yes and no. So if we go back to the core of why did any business ever in existence 
come to reality. It was because a person had an idea about how to meet a need, provide something for another human being. Someone along the way said, aha, I can serve other people and it'll be good for them and it'll be good for me to do that too. And it is about that connection. No business will survive if you are not serving a real need that exists. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the connection comes from is you have to go back to what need was I serving and why did I care about that need? And right there, why did I care? And how do we go about being the very best provider of serving that need? It is about you. But you have to start with where your business plan started, with who the heck is going to buy this product or service. And it's always about them. And then you go back to, now, why am I the best to serve that need? So, absolutely, a brand does distill your heart, your truth, your essence, but it's because you're in service to another person, and you can never, never separate the two. And so, even with a, a product, a widget, okay, mm-hmm. um, I, 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 you, you have to figure out how does this widget, whatever it is, help another person or another business? What is that yeah. other person's need or, and, or business need? And what I provide can help yeah. them what, you know, in whatever way, shape, or form. So that, to me, is really the essence of what you're talking about. Absolutely. I'll give you a really simple example about the widget. I mean, perfect. You know, you, you say, oh, it's a small little widget. How can anybody have any emotion about this widget? Okay, well, let's say there's lots of other companies to make it worse that make almost this exact same widget. Well, this, you know, your company decided to start making widgets because you thought of a way to make it faster. And you know that the slow-to-market approach of your competitors is a problem for your customers. Mm-hmm. So really the need that you're meeting with is we need it faster, we need it now in order to grow. So in that example, it's not that your brand needs to be about your widget. It's that your brand needs to be about speed. So you don't want a super heavy-looking logo and dark colors. You want something that really communicates speed and flexibility and agility and meeting things when you need them. So that's an example of knowing the truth of what they need and the truth of what you provide and why you did it in the first place. And in that example, it would be about speed, and you figure out how to translate that visually and emotionally into your brand. Okay, I'm going to throw you a little curve here. We have a couple <laughs> more minutes. Um, um, I'm, a, I bought, I'm a dry cleaner, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's lots of other dry cleaners out there, um, and we do the same thing, okay? Yep. Yes, it'd be great if I did something different, but we do the same thing. How can yep. my dry cleaning business differentiate itself from oh. all the others out there? Because there's one on every block, and you know that. Yes, great example. You know, actually, it was something that you were trying to impart to your market right before we started talking. Branding and differentiation, especially differentiation, which is always built into your branding, is found in the how 
and the why. There's an amazing TEDx talk by Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, if if any of your listeners haven't seen it, and it's about the why. And so everybody go pull that up. It's 18 minutes well spent. But anyways, um, you go to two sources. So you do not talk about what. That's obvious. What do you provide at the end of the day? You start with how. How do we do it better? And like you said, say a dry cleaner. Are you funny? Can you be clever? I mean, is that part of your culture? Like, do you guys on the inside have some fun with that? And then can you take that, what's true about you, and then include your customers in that humor? Or do customers consistently give you reviews about going above and beyond? Like, if you're super attention to detail, and that's just Mm -hmm. true about you because it's what you care about, how can you do attention to detail, even to another level? Can you make your bags a different color? Can you put, like, you know, notes or something like that? I mean, can you, add, you know, can you um, put the clothes in the car or think of a different way? You know, can you make your hangers more comfortable to hold? <laughs> you know, whatever it is, but whatever you care about that you already do, take it all the way. All the way. Don't bother spending time in different areas and just really drive it. Get as creative as you can where you are already strong. That's the how. On the why side. Well, can you know, Daisy, can we just hold on the why because it's time for a break. And so we'll come back to that because I think the why is really important. So it's time for a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. And my guest is Dacia Coffee, owner of the Marketing Blender, giving insights on how to build a brand that people can't resist. You're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Need a speaker for your next event that will engage, educate, and energize? Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, will quickly capture your audience's attention with her enthusiasm, her ability to connect with diverse groups, and her real-world success stories. She creates learning experiences that turn on the light bulbs, trigger innovative ideas, and motivate decisive action. The result? accelerated leadership performance, and business profitability. Schedule a keynote, presentation, or webinar now. Go to smartmovescoach.com forward slash speaking. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Idol. 
To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to the Business Edge. Welcome back to the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, the Smart Moose Coach, helping entrepreneurs and business owners create a thriving culture and leadership to build great companies that matter, those that do good and do well. My guest is Dacia Coffey, owner of the Marketing Blender, giving insights on how to build a brand that people can't resist. At the end of the last segment, <clears throat> I, I was testing Daisy and I said, okay, if I'm a dry cleaner and there's a dry cleaner in every block, how do I differentiate myself from all the other dry cleaners out there? And Daisy have talked about Simon Sinek's um, um, uh, uh, podcast or uh, TED Talk, really, and I would yeah. recommend it. And there is, uh, she talked about the how, how to differentiate. But now we're going to talk about the why. So tell us a little bit about that why. Absolutely. I think this is the one that people take for granted in that they don't realize how important this one is, or they lose sight of it because of the busyness. Why do you care? Um Now, it can be because you dramatically care about dry cleaning. It can be because you are fastidious about how you look, and so you know how important that is. Um, It can be because you thought you could do it better than everyone else, and so that really relates to customer service. It can be because you knew a lot of great people in the industry, and you thought, let me build a more fun team. All of those are fine as long as they're true. And then figure out how to explain blame that. I mean, if you care about relationships or if you care about things being done right, or if you care about, let's say you're a faith-oriented person and that has a lot to do with how you run your business, say it openly and figure out how to go ahead and tell the market a little bit about what's true about what makes you tick. And it's worth it to do the hard thinking to figure out why. And then Communicate it to your team, communicate it to your audience, and always allow your why to help you make decisions because people will start to sense that and they'll be able to recognize it. And I just wanted to give a quick little anecdote about uh, dry cleaners and why it came to my mind and how do you differentiate yourself. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Years ago, I took my dry cleaning to a place and um, it was a mom and pop, and they had one child, and you, the child sometimes was in there. Then mm-hmm. um, there was a, another child was born, and you would see the little infant, <laughs> and yeah. then a third one. And so I saw the raising of their family. Um, yeah. And that was important to me because we had a conne- I had a connection with them, and I think that's that's it. Uh, their dry cleaning was probably as good um, as anyone else's. Okay, yep. the prices were you know the same as everyone else's, but it was what differentiated them for me that made yeah. me go back and back and back again. Um, yeah. They cared about family, and, you know, you ended up being a part of that. I love it. Right. So, um, you know, we're getting to, um, the. this is the third, third segment, and I always like my guests to talk about 
tips, you know, uh, what are the, the, the three to five or whatever uh, tips or, or takeaways that you can give to the uh, listeners in terms of encouragement for our audience and how to build a brand and what actual steps people need to know to bring it all together. Absolutely. Okay, so in regards to tips, how to build a brand, the first piece is those words about you. Ask the people that you care about or that really know your organization well. So whether you're a solopreneur or whether you have an organization, what adjectives do they use to describe you? And you should hear some similarities and believe them. <laughs> you know, then take those adjectives, figure out an emotional synonym for them, you know, something that's a little bit more inspiring, or figure out why those adjectives matter to them, and then use them. Um, you know, if you are at the point where you're trying to create design that represents that, you know, think about, um, do you, you know, Google what colors, you know, the meaning of colors, and you'll mm-hmm. see that we humans recognize and associate very specific emotions and responses to different colors. And so make a correlation, like a really purposeful decision about what you look like and the words that you use relative to how people already see you and what you're, what's already amazing about you. So start with your adjectives and then make decisions with those adjectives. The second goes back to buyer personas. What are the major pain points of your top two or three buyer personas? and really, really embed those in how you serve people, what your value proposition is. You know, it should always be what pain do we remove. And just really get to know that and, again, allow their pain points to influence your messaging and even the kind of transformation, the kind of goal attainment. So, you know, we had said speed with cogs Mm -hmm. and widgets. Does it feel fast, you know, associated if possible to what benefit you bring to the market, how you make things better for them? And the final piece is be consistent. Look at the different places inside of your marketing where maybe it's not telling the same story. If your brochure looks different than your logo, looks different than your business card, looks different than your website, um, that is going to cause some dissonance, like some hesitation where people go, am I on the right place? Is this the same company? <laughs> and if that happens, not only does it slow down the decision to make a sale, they start to question whether or not you're the real deal. Well, the salesperson I talked to is amazing. I mean, this, this company here looks really mom and pop. Is it the same one? I don't. I don't know, this is starting to make me nervous. Will they actually be able to fulfill something? Are they just good talkers? And so you really want to look for consistency and to use those adjectives and those pain points and just make some decisions and then apply them consistently. And I think these are really three great points. And and the one I got most out of this discussion, and it was a term I had not been familiar with, which is the buyer's persona. Um, and I'm going to, maybe you can come back, uh, um, you know, in a couple of months and, you know, really get into 
delve more into that buyer's persona. So at this point, uh, Daisy, I want to thank you so much for being on the business edge. Um, marketing and branding is always something that people need to hear and sometimes hear over and over again. So if the uh, listeners uh, wanted to contact you, tell them a little bit about uh, the Marketing Blender and how they can c- contact you. Absolutely. Our goal is to help companies grow and to stop wasting money on bad marketing, to stop sabotaging. So we provide branding services, website, identity, logo. We fix your message. So we come in and we help you figure out what's true about you and learn about your buyer persona. And then we help you get more visibility in the marketplace through advertising and through smart budgeting and making sure that you get a return on your advertising budget. So one of the things I wanted to offer to your audience is some free advice that they can start implementing this stuff today. So you can find us at themarketingblender.com. And if you go to our page, free advice, you click on any of the blogs. Ironically, one of the most recent blogs we just wrote on was Understanding the Buyer Persona. So if you click on the Buyer Persona blog, you'll see a sign-up form. And we actually give tips, one tip a month, about how to transform. And we, it's a tip that will impact your business within 90 days. So writing better emails standing out, winning deals, closing the sale, things that you can implement quite immediately. The other thing is that I I am always open to talking. I love to hear from people personally. So my personal email is Dacia, which is D as in David, A, C as in Charlie, I-A, at themarketingblender.com. If you send me an email personally, I will send you a free marketing kit. And what that marketing kit is, is it's going to give you a sheet that helps you figure out your adjectives that we talked about. It's also going to give you a four-part video series that talks about how to figure out where your problem is on your marketing and why it's not working to sell more. Um, There's going to be a LinkedIn branding template so you can follow the template to better tell your personal story on business social media. And then, of course, there is going to be a link to sign up for those emails as well. So, um, again, themarketingblender.com. Go to free advice and click on our blog or send me an email, dacia at themarketingblender.com. And with my unusual first name, it's pretty easy to find me on social media. Well, thank you again, Dacia. Yes, it is a, an unusual name, and fortunately, I've learned how to pronounce it. So thank you again, and I'd like to now move to next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and company, and it is Transitioning from Startup to a Real Company, Five Essentials to Get You There. You had an idea You were advised to write a a short business plan, which you shared with a few of your friends, and then you took the plunge, not knowing how things would work out. To, To your surprise, you now have a viable startup. Now what? 
My guest, Zane Ali, managing partner at Sunborn, will share his experience as a consultant and business owner on the five essentials that are required to grow the company from a startup or to turn a company around. You can't grow your business unless you have the right people. So tune in September 2nd at noon Pacific or 3 p.m. Eastern. So here's a smart moves tip for you. It's your people who helps you execute the plan and achieve the goals that we determine whether and how fast the company will grow. Find and hire awesome people. Don't settle for warm bodies. Reward high performers who share your goals and values. Get, get rid of those who don't. Create opportunities for employees to grow and develop within your company. And let them know how much you need and value them. Remember, your employees are your branding as well. So, um, now, here's my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business.